Welcome back to the show formerly known as the Peripatetic Podcast. After a hiatus from the weekly releases, I am back and this show is going to have a new name and a bit of a new focus. I spent a lot of time over the last month thinking about what to do with the show. I was going to discontinue this feed and start a new one. And a lot of ideas were going through my head. Like I was going to do a hyper local, like just specific to the town or county pretty much that I'm in or like lower Columbia river. It was going to be, and I was going to talk about business. I was going to interview interesting people in the area, talk about the history of the area. But at the end of the day, none of those things were really that interesting to me. And I started the peripatetic podcast with the vision of I was going to be traveling for three to five to 10 years, you know, and then COVID hit. And basically for two months, the show was, was what it was supposed to be. It was travel stories. And then it sort of evolved into just talking about travel topics and travel as a topic. Isn't that interesting to me? Like, what am I going to pack? What airlines do I like? What's it like staying in a hostel? You know, that stuff isn't that interesting as a topic. The thing that is interesting about travel is the stories, the people you meet, the, you know, that kind of stuff. And so what I, what I arrived at with all that is continuing that theme under my new life trajectory, which is I bought a business in Longview, Washington, and I also got married in the last month. And so, so yeah, I've been busy and a lot of things have changed. And I'm going to start talking about business lessons as we go, just stories from the week. And as I record this, I am sitting in the lobby, I'm standing in the lobby of my business, um, watching the cars go by. So you probably hear cars go by. It's a rainy day. I'm looking out at the parking lot. We'll probably have, I'll probably have to hit stop at some point if customers come in or you hear the phone ring. But this is just going to be like a really authentic, just talking about lessons learned from business just as I learn them. And so, so a little bit more backstory. I was starting to consider when I discontinued the podcast, some really stupid things like going back to get an MBA or getting a master's in accounting or these really like huge wastes of money and time. And then this opportunity came up to buy this dog boarding business, take over this dog boarding business. And I jumped on it because it's something that I had thought about in the past saw a huge opportunity for it. Um, I can go into that later, but anyways, jumped on it. Here I am running this dog boarding place. I'm getting, I'm going off on all different tangents here. The name of the show is inspired by my uncle Bruce. I I sent out a a request for a new name. I was thinking of rebranding peripatetic podcast before, and he suggested rucksack wanderer based off of a, a Jack Kerouac quote, which I'll read in a moment. And I'll I'll read it right now. Okay, here it is. See, the whole thing is a world full of rucksack wanderers, dharma bums refusing to subscribe to the general demand that they consume production and therefore have to work for the privilege of consuming. All of them imprisoned in a system of work, produce, consume, work, produce, consume. I see a vision of a great rucksack revolution thousands or even millions of young Americans wandering around with rucksacks, going up to mountains to pray, making children laugh and old men glad, making young girls happy 
and older girls happier, all of them Zen lunatics who go about writing poems that happen to appear in their heads for no reason, and also by being kind, and also by strange, unexpected acts, keep giving visions of eternal freedom to everybody and to all living creatures. So that's uh, from The Dharma Bums by Jack Kerouac. And that was suggested um, as a name of the show, Rucksack Wanderer, by my Uncle Bruce. And I'm, I'm going to twist that a little bit to Rucksack Entrepreneur. And I like this because it still captures the travel aspect, which I will return to, probably not this year, probably not next year. But once COVID's calmed down and the business is in a place where I'm, I'm able to take off for an extended period of time. But it also captures the business aspect. So I can talk about this, this business. And, and this is, I, I view this as an extension of my travels. I'm here temporarily as long as it takes to get this thing going. And then fund the next trip. That's what it's all about. On to the next adventure, you know. So that's it. That's the, that's the new vision with the show. The Rucksack Entrepreneur Show is going to be a week-by-week telling of tales from business life about things that happen during the week, about lessons learned, and hopefully there'll be you know things that are timeless and applicable to other industries and other businesses. So, and, and, and there's a few things I, I'd imagined doing with the Columbia River podcast concept. And one of them was, I'm also, I also enjoy sailing. I just became a member of the Cathlamet Yacht Club. Cathlamet's a small town here in Southwest Washington. And I had envisioned sailing from the mouth of the Columbia River as far up as possible or vice versa. And um, spending a few days in little towns along the way and just recording interviews as I go, just talking about the little towns, little histories, things like that. I still intend to do that, probably summer 2021. We're already just about out of sailing season here in 2020. Um, And then I also envisioned doing a podcast where each show was similar to one of my favorite podcasts, which is called How I Built This. It's an NPR show. And each episode is an interview with a founder of a company, and they talk about what gave them the, the idea to get started, the struggles along the way, how the business evolved, all that kind of stuff. And I love it. It's one of my very, very favorite podcasts. Again, it's called How I Built This. And so I, I envision doing that on a local scale, just talking to you know, my neighbors here in Longview, the, the other business owners, talking to uh, just whatever, people I meet that, that have interesting stories. Um, so I still intend to do that. There'll be interviews as I go. And I thought about just doing one where I pick a local building or a local landmark or just some like historical uh, tidbit of information and talk about it, just a really niche like historical thing. And there will probably be a little bit of that, but that's not really a, an interest of mine. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But the theme of this show, this first newly rebranded Rucksack Entrepreneur is a quote which comes from Voltaire, which is, perfect is the enemy of the good, or perfect is the enemy of good enough. And that is the lesson of this week and of 
my business so far and this podcast so far because, like I said, I was sitting there thinking about the perfect name, the perfect theme, the perfect everything. How was that? Like, what was my logo going to be? Who are my first guests going to be? And you know what I was doing while I was thinking about that? Not making a podcast. So I think it's, it's far more important to just start, throw out a product and evolve it slowly, incremental improvement on something that's already out there. That's, that's the lesson of this week. That's the best way to live life. And so, and that's always been my, my theme with this podcast. I mean, the first ones were recorded in a park in Mexico on my smartphone. You know, it's, it's evolved a little bit. I'm, I'm using GarageBand and a microphone now. You know, it's still unedited. It's still very raw. And it's just important to just get started. Otherwise, if you're waiting for the perfect idea, the perfect inspiration, and the perfect moment to start, you're never going to start. So, um, what else can I say about that? Yeah, I mean, and, and specific to this industry, specific to dog grooming, every single dog that I've groomed so far, and I've probably close to 50 at this point, that's 50 that I've given a haircut or a, a trim of some type to, it's, I'm never satisfied with it. There's always, a, like, the two dogs that I thought I've done the worst on so far, where I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to, apologize to the owner, like, you know, comp this service or something. One of them, the dog ended up getting picked up by the lady, the lady, the owner's mother. And I got a call from her later. And, and when my phone was ringing, I was like, oh man, she's going to tell me how, how disappointing this job was. And she said, thank you so much for that, that groom. He looks amazing. We love the price. I left a five-star review on Google and yeah, so I was blown away, you know, so you're never completely satisfied, especially if you're a perfectionist, like if, if that's in your personality where you want everything. Every Oops, my microphone got disconnected there. I'm back. So, yeah, it's just, um, you know, if you're so wrapped around perfection, like we could spend five hours with the dog, but realistically, we only have an hour and a half or two hours to return a dog to its owner. So at some point you got to say, I'm only 70 or 80% done, but this is it. Like this is good enough, you know, cause you can keep going details forever. You could trim every single little hair and get the dog looking perfect, but you can't do that. It's not realistic. I'd spend a whole work day doing that. And you know, I need to do three or four dogs a day. So Anyways, I know this is probably super unrelatable. Not There's probably zero dog groomers listening to this, but I'm trying to relay things from dog grooming that might be applicable as a business principle. Oh yeah, so I mentioned there was two dogs that I was, that I thought was personally my worst two groom jobs yet. Um, but the second dog, similar story. Like the owner was super satisfied, left a big tip and it just goes to show, you know, you are your own harshest critic. I am my own harshest critic that the dogs I thought I did worse on happened to be two of the customers that were the happiest with the groom job. Apologies if you hear dogs barking in the background. We had, I had to hit pause there. We had some dogs show up for daycare, starting to fill up the back there. It's a Friday morning and uh, 
typically we get like four to eight dogs in here every day that come in for daycare. Their dogs leave them, uh, excuse me, their parents leave their dogs while the parents are at work, you know, for eight to 10 hours. And then we also take some dogs overnight. So we'll have like one or two per night, especially over the weekends, uh, consistently over the weekends, I should say. And anyways, concerning starting before you're ready, you know, perfect is the enemy of the good enough. One thing I always think about, or one thing, one, my biggest inspiration in that regard is from that show, How I Built This. They had Herb Kelleher of Southwest Airlines, founder, CEO of Southwest Airlines, the late founder. He's now passed away. And he started, he was a lawyer before he got into the airlines. He had zero background. And to me, that is the most inspiring. If you can get into aviation with no background, you can do anything. And really, that's a consistent theme of the show is everyone, they just see a problem. Like in the case of Southwest Airlines, he saw that airlines were too expensive. They were, customer service was terrible, all these change fees. And he just said, there's a better way to do this and I'm going to do it. And, and it almost is a prerequisite that you not have a background in it because then you you don't know what's not possible if you're if you're trained in the traditional way of doing things. So it's almost a huge advantage to come in as a complete novice. And there's countless examples of that, like Michael Dell of Dell Computers and like different, uh, I could go on and on, I can't think of them, of them all off the top of my head, but pretty much any business you can think of, they're solving a problem and something that no one else could solve before them. So they came in, they figured it out, and they provided a valuable service. And that's what business is. It's solving a problem. It's providing value, doing something for someone that is worth them handing over money for you to provide that service. And I'm going to have to wrap up the show here. I think this isn't sustainable to have all these dogs barking and scratching at the door (laughs) while I'm trying to record. So... Going forward, I might start recording somewhere more quiet. Um, but thank you for bearing with me. This is the first episode of the Rucksack Entrepreneur. I'm excited. Talk to you soon. Bye.